All right. All right. Take your seats, everyone. This time we're talking about microplanning. So take your seats. Thank you. This podcast will help you take your vision of your ideal lifestyle and allow you to make concrete changes in your current habits, your current beliefs, and your current systems, which in turn will allow you to move toward achieving your greater goals. My name is Brock Armstrong. And I'm Monica Reinagel. Welcome to the Change Academy podcast. So here's a question for you. Do you identify yourself as a procrastinator? Do you find it difficult to gain momentum if you've chosen a new goal or a new project that you want to work on? Or maybe do you find yourself spending more time thinking about your goal and how much you'd like to achieve it than you do actually working toward it? Well, in today's episode, we have a a very practical strategy that we're going to share with you that we use and that we think can help you overcome that tendency to procrastinate or simply to not do the things that you intend to do and to get them done instead. Yeah, and just a, a word of uh, word to the wise, I guess. If you haven't actually listened to episode number 44, which is how to list better, then you may want to do that first. This isn't exactly a continuation of that episode, but it actually might be more helpful for you if you've actually listened to that other episode so you have some context of what we're talking about here. But... Before we get into that even, it's that time of the show where we like to talk about things that we're working on or things that our audience members are working on. And I'm going to share something today because it ties in directly with this whole idea of making lists and uh, breaking down the tasks and just trying to be a little more effective with the way that we're planning things or the way that I am planning things at least. And first of all, uh, drum roll, please. (laughs) I I don't have some big news quite yet, but I have some big news coming down the pipe. I'm actually starting a brand new podcast and we'll definitely have more details for you guys on that soon. But in the meantime, I've actually been, well, working towards getting this podcast up and running and I've been employing some of our own advice because that's what we do around here. We don't just give advice. We, we take advice as well. And, you know, for a while well, I'd say for the last two weeks, actually, I've kept putting the same thing on my to-do list, which is work on new podcasts. And it's just sort of <laughs> just sort of sat there. And, and sure, I have actually made some progress and I've done some work on it and stuff. But at a certain point, I just found myself shifting that to the next day in my to-do list because I'm like, well, yeah, that can wait. It's not not quite time. And also... I'm not really sure what work on my new podcast means because I'm not actually being really specific with that. There's so many aspects of starting a new podcast that need to get done that I guess I I probably in the back of my head without even knowing it was feeling really overwhelmed with this idea of working on the new podcast. So yesterday I took a moment and I changed the wording on my to-do list from work on new podcast to actually write down, find a domain name and register it. Aha. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a lot more tangible, a lot more understandable. And and you know what? How'd that work out? Well, um, honestly, I, I didn't actually complete that, but <laughs> I did make some progress on it. And I've zeroed in on a name and I actually like I'm just trying to decide between two different URLs right now. So I made progress. I didn't complete it, but it certainly got me a lot farther than uh, the previous iteration, which was work on podcast. 
So, yeah. Well, good work. And I know we're all very eager to hear more news about this exciting new venture, but it sounds like you're not quite ready to spill the beans yet. No. Nice no, teaser, think, though. Yes. I'm going to leave you guys with that sitting on the edge of your seat. <laughs> well, with that, let's jump into today's discussion because you've foreshadowed it so beautifully. I think we all have those tasks or those projects that despite our very best intentions, we find ourselves procrastinating on. And sometimes it's a new behavior or a new practice that we want to create a habit around, maybe like exercising or meditating, something like that. Or frequently, it's more like what you're talking about. It's some sort of personal or professional project that we really want to accomplish, like writing an important letter or finishing a report or creating a new program. That's something you and I are working on currently or a new product or a new podcast. Mm -hmm. And maybe if you have something like that on your to-do list, you've taken the first step and taken our advice and scheduled time in your calendar to work on it, specific time in your day planner. But then if you're like me, when that time rolls around, you suddenly find yourself, or like Brock, apparently, (laughs) stalling or procrastinating or just sort of paralyzed by it. Right. And like we said, again, if you haven't listened to episode 44, you might want to listen to that. But we definitely talked about in that episode that if you find yourself in that position, sometimes taking a step back and actually like doing some deep work and really trying to figure out if that podcast you're starting or that project you're starting or that program or whatever you're putting together, whatever you keep procrastinating on, make sure that that is something that you really do believe is worth doing. Because, you know, sometimes we just put things on our list because we think we should or because Mm. we've guilted ourselves into it or somebody else has guilted us into. Right. And that can definitely lead to procrastination. But once you've sat down and you've really figured out, no, this is important to me, this is something I definitely want to do, then it's time to do what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. So sometimes, like Brock said, you're not doing a project because at some level you don't actually want to. But sometimes I think we resist initiating an activity or engaging in a new behavior simply because it's unfamiliar. We haven't Mm -hmm. done it before. We might be unsure whether we'll like it or maybe whether we'll be good at it or whether we'll, quote unquote, succeed. So that sort of um, perfectionism can hold us in a procrastination state. I think also sometimes it's because that task just feels so big and overwhelming that we just don't know where to start. Yeah, well, and I think one of the bad things that really happens in that situation when we've gotten stuck and we haven't been able to start and we feel ourselves procrastinating is we often, our inner dialogue, the way that we talk to ourselves, the way we talk about ourselves starts to get really negative and we start to say mm. things like, well, I'm just too lazy to actually get this done or I'm... I. I'm just waiting for the motivation to come along or I'm so undisciplined and all those sorts of traps that we put ourselves in because we know that motivation doesn't just come out of nowhere. But we also know that we're not necessarily all terrible, lazy people and undisciplined people most of the time. I mean, sometimes that may be true, but not all of the time. And, you know, the problem really is more likely than not that you just haven't put a plan in place. Yeah, before we 
talk about planning, which is actually the topic of today's uh, episode, I just have to say that is so true. I find myself with that negative talk and I'll even say it out loud. It's like, I'm just so darn lazy or I'm, yeah. I'm so undisciplined. And it's interesting because if I do say it out loud, my partner will look at me and say, are you crazy? <laughs> you are the least lazy person I know. And sometimes it's just kind of helpful to have that reflected back to you from the outside. Right. Um, because I will say that to myself. And it's helpful to have that sort of objective, like, no, you're not lazy. <laughs> you're, mm-hmm. not, you're not undisciplined. Something else is going on. Maybe it is that you don't have a plan. And we've talked about planning on the podcast before from a lot of different angles, uh, different aspects of it. But today we're talking about a really specific type of planning, something that we're calling micro planning. I don't know if anybody else calls it that, but that's what we're calling it. And I really like this term. I'm I'm a big fan of this idea of micro planning. Yeah, it's something we invented. But what what we mean when we use that term is breaking down a task or a project into smaller steps, but with a very specific and special focus on the first few preparatory actions that you need to take. So instead of just putting exercise or workout into your calendar at 8 a.m., you'd want to think through the micro steps that are going to have to happen prior to you actually beginning your workout and schedule those into your calendar. So what time do you actually need to be putting on your workout clothes? What time do you need to be filling up your water bottle or finding your water bottle? Or putting your workout clothes through the laundry. And some of those steps might actually have to happen the night before, you know, but they might just be happening five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes before your actual workout begins. What time would you need to leave the house if you're going to leave the house? Or if it's some sort of creative project that you want to work on, do you need to buy supplies? Do you need to install a new piece of software? And the thing is, you can get as granular about this as you need to. Don't feel silly for breaking things down to really tiny, obvious steps. There's a method to this madness. Yeah, I actually really enjoy breaking it down into the really, really small steps because then you get to check more things off the list. (laughs) As (laughs) you finish them, it's like, done, 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 (laughs) done. Right. So stay with us here. Break it down as tiny and silly as you need to. So for example, sometimes if I have a writing project that I've been resisting, a step can be setting up a new folder on my computer, opening up a new document and saving it with a title. That's a micro step. Or, you know, if you've got a big project like Brock's new podcast, instead of work on new show, what is that first or next step that you need to take, such as reserving a domain name. And I'll do that today, I promise. <laughs> so write yourself a micro plan and then schedule each step of it into your plan. Assign a specific time for each step. And that way, when 8 a.m. rolls around, your plan to exercise is already well underway. There's no backing off at that point. <laughs> <laughs> no backing off, no backing out. You know, so far we've talked about things that are a little more concrete, but I think you can use the same sort of idea, maybe not executed exactly the same way if you're trying to work on some type of behavior change. So instead of putting your end goal of, I'll use um, because Monica and I run a a weight loss program called Wayless, instead of just having that on your to-do list, which would be maybe the, the goal is to be someone who weighs less, you need to break that down into more manageable chunks, like things like do something fun in the afternoon instead of snacking or go for a walk immediately after dinner, that kind of thing. But 
as we've said before, when you're making these kinds of goals and these kind of lists, there are some important ways to frame those as well that we've talked about in the podcast before. I think it's important to throw it in here, which is to make sure that you're framing those actions in a positive light so you're not feeling hard done by or or anything like that. There's also things you can do to, even going back to Monica's example of exercising, if you lay out your shoes the night before, your running shoes the night before, right at the base of your bed, so you see them as soon as you wake up, we call that hacking your habitat. So that makes that step a little bit easier. And you can put that in your to-do list. Remember to lay out your shoes at the end of your bed. And of course, identifying those thoughts that are getting in your way, like we were mentioning earlier, sometimes the the cognitive distortions that we put in place to just, just telling ourselves that we're lazy or that we're undisciplined. Harnessing those thoughts can be little micro steps along the way too to just give yourself a little bit more of a, a head start in in making those changes and, and actually being a little more successful. Exactly. So the idea behind this strategy of micro planning is that it's going to be easier for you to overcome any resistance or hesitation to these tiny little steps. Like how resistant can you feel toward finding your car keys or filling up your water bottle, or reserving a domain name, that you're going to be less resistant to those than than you are to a big new thing like exercise, which is unfamiliar and not yet an established pattern, or a really complex project like creating a new podcast. Those little things don't trigger that resistance, that hide your head in the sand impulse quite as easily. Yeah, the thing that I really like about those smaller ones is instead of looking at it and thinking, well, I'm not really sure how to do that. If you break it down into the chunks of, oh, yeah, I can actually, I know exactly how to execute that one thing. I know how to fill up my water bottle. <laughs> I know how to register a domain name. Those kinds of things, it, it makes the the barrier to entry so much lower when you actually look at the, the list of things to do and know for certain that you are capable of getting those done. I think that is such a valuable thing that Monica just highlighted. Yeah, and you know, with a project that you're going to be working on for an extended period of time. It's not something that you're going to finish in an hour or two hours. I think having this micro plan also makes it easier for you to know whether or not you've accomplished what you set out to do mm-hmm. for that day's work session. Otherwise, it's really vague and unclear. But if I know that <laughs> that by the end of this session, I want to have these deliverables, then um, I'm much more motivated to do them. And I also feel a greater sense of accomplishment, like you said, when I have finished them. Instead of just saying like, yep, I worked on it for two hours. It's like, (laughs) no, I got this done, that done. I got these concrete things done. And I think that that also helps us stay on task and moving forward. But I just want to reassure you, you don't necessarily need to do this type of micro planning forever. Right. So once you have a certain amount of momentum on a big project, I think we all find it's much easier to keep going than it was for us to just get it going, to get it started get it off the ground. And similarly, once you've gotten into an established habit or routine with something like a regular exercise routine or a meditation routine, you will probably get to the point where it's enough to simply schedule into your calendar when you're going to be working working out and all those preliminary steps will just kind of flow from there. So this is sort of a an interim technique to get you over that hump. Yeah, I know I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I nowadays in my to-do list, if I've got a big 
day the next day, I'll put in my to-do list for the night before, get good sleep. And I can only do that, like just put that one meaningful sentence into my to-do list because for a really long time, I actually listed those micro steps, which included like no screens after 9 p.m., no alcohol, no after-dinner snacks, bedtime. Well, I'm sure you phrased them in the positive, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you would hope so, (laughs) taking my own advice. But all of those little steps became sort of encompassed in this one sentence of get good sleep. But that wasn't, I couldn't have done that immediately. I actually had to have each one of those steps written out for a certain amount of time until it became implicit in that statement that that's what I meant when I said get good sleep. So so yeah, it's this isn't forever. You don't have to keep doing this for forever and ever. It's just until you get into like catch your stride, I guess. Exactly. And so this is a technique that you can invoke whenever you find yourself repeatedly putting the same thing on your to-do list like work on new show or moving it from day to day or week to week, and you're not actually starting it, you're procrastinating. Even if you've chosen a specific time to do it and you've not doing it, this technique of micro planning is something that you should try. But here's just just one final word of caution is when you're making these little to-do lists and and you're breaking down into, into your nice little micro plans and your micro steps, Make sure that you keep that greater goal and the the greater project in mind so you don't just sort of get lost in this exhausting, pointless seeming list of churning small tasks with no end in sight. Make sure that you're framing it in a in a way that you can see what you're moving towards and you're reminded of the greater goal. And one of the things I actually thought of when I was when we were putting this together is Monica and I actually use a software called Asana to create our outlines for for these podcast episodes to run the the way less business and all the other things that we do together and I love the way it actually <laughs> does subtasks with, with within the bigger tasks so the way the screen is actually laid out is you always know that you're moving towards this greater goal this one task that has been put into a bunch of subtasks. So as I'm checking off my subtasks, going through, okay, I'm going to set up the web page, download the whatever, and so on and so on. I always know what the greater task is, and it really mm. does give you much more satisfaction. And and then the greatest thing of all is when you get to mark complete on the task itself, and that feels great. And then one added bonus is it then sends an email to like, let's say I completed the task. It sends an email to Monica, letting her know that I completed it so she can share in that satisfaction of seeing <laughs> it completed too. So it's a, Oh yeah. I get the sense of accomplishment for work that Brock right. did. I mean, really that's, that's genius, but, but no, I think that's such a good point because an endless list of tiny little tasks can quickly become meaningless and demotivating. So you do always want to keep the the prize, keep your eye on the prize. Great point. Yeah. So maybe even if you're if you're putting this uh, little to-do list on, let's say on your fridge, make sure the heading on it is very clear of what you're trying to achieve with these smaller tasks. Good idea. You don't I didn't mean to turn it into an ad for Asana. <laughs> Although it is a good piece of software, but <laughs> yeah, just a task management program. But okay, so we got a little lab experiment for you to try out some micro planning um, on a on a project that would benefit from it. But first, let me just give you a couple of takeaways from our conversation today. Number one, procrastination can become a bad habit, but 
Don't think of it as a character flaw. Usually it's just a sign that you need to put a better system into place. Just need to do some problem solving. Number two, seeing a really big project on your to-do list can easily create a sense of inertia and overwhelm, but seeing a list of specific concrete micro-tasks can give you so much clarity and that can fuel your progress. Once a set of micro-steps that initiate a task have been repeated enough times, you can usually stop planning them out as separate tasks. And finally, Brock's last point, such a good one, keep that greater goal and maybe even your objective in view so that you don't just get lost in the tasks. Right. Okay. So lab experiment for this week is to first pick something that has been on your to-do list or your to-change list or your to-start list (laughs) or your to-dream list, whatever you want to call it, that it's been there forever without making any progress. Then brainstorm the very first steps that you will take or even the preparatory steps that you need to take before you can start. Like, do you need some supplies or some information that you don't have? Do you need to enlist someone else's support or someone else's help? Are there barriers that need to be removed? That kind of stuff. Then schedule the first step or steps individually into your planner. And make sure to include things like when you will start, when you will finish, how will you know when you've completed that step, things like that. And then finally, when the appointed time comes, execute that first micro step no matter what. You know, we're betting that having taken that first step, you'll actually find it a lot easier to take the next step. But If you need to keep scheduling and executing those micro steps until you find yourself in a flow, that is fine too. Right. Yeah. And tell yourself, you know what? I may not actually go to the gym, but I will fill up my water bottle. You know, sometimes we have to negotiate with ourselves like that. Just go ahead and do that. And if the very first time you actually don't get past the first micro step, that's fine. You've still made progress. But like Brock said, we're guessing that once you're underway, you're going to keep going. I experienced this just yesterday. I sat down and was going to just write the outline to one of my new podcast episodes. And I was just going to write the outline, but I actually ended up writing the whole darn thing. It just came spilling out. And I was so proud of myself. An hour later, I strutted away from my desk feeling really good. Yes, that's happened to me before, too. That's always such a fun surprise, but one we'll never get if we can't get past that first micro step. So let us know how this goes. Uh, You can find a downloadable copy of The Lab Experiment like you can pretty much every week on our website at changeacademypodcast.com. You can also send us an email through the website or or even record us a voicemail. It's always fun for us to hear your voices like you hear ours. So we're looking forward to hearing from you, and we'll see you next time. All right. All right. Thanks, everyone. And don't forget to do your micro-planning.